0: To the Split Line Off Road Podcast.
1: Are you ready to go GNCC racing? Fans running to the fences side by side.
0: Forge gets a better line.
2: going on everybody welcome to the split line off-road podcast as always i'm your host rodney cooper with me today as always
3: brandon white here guys what is going on
2: man episode 050, oh, episode 50 brandon we've been doing this thing for a year
3: one year are you pumped pumped year anniversary
2: it is year anniversary we're back to gncc racing where we belong yeah and uh everything feels right with the world
3: Yes, it does. It's been a crazy, crazy weekend. Oh,
2: yeah. All kinds of racing this weekend. That summer break was long, but we're back and we're ready for some action. We got a great guest lineup for you guys today. We got the ATV Pro winner Hunter Hart coming on, joining us.
3: After his first win.
2: After his second win. Uh,
3: Well, yeah, second win. First
2: win win in normal conditions, uh, not underwater. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, then we also are going to be joined by the legendary voice of GNCC Racing, Mikey Wayne. The underwear <laughs>
3: model, right? The
2: underwear model. <laughs> <laughs> GNCC Racing uh, voice, underwear model by trade. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. I'm pumped.
3: Yeah, for sure, man. Tell you what, uh, some good action this weekend on racing on uh, in the pro motocross and in the GNCC world. It's great out there.
2: Oh, yeah, man. And it feels good to be back to GNCC Racing. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it, and... Uh, uh, it's just like a sigh of relief getting back to racing.
3: Yeah, it is. It's it's weird, man. It's just, it feels. I I think even like Mikey will probably say when he comes on, it felt like a big off season. You know what I mean? It did.
2: And and he, you know he interviewed a lot of guys this weekend that said the exact same thing. They felt like the uh, it wasn't just us. Yeah. The racers felt as well. Ten weeks. As as if the uh, yeah, it was a long off season yeah. uh or <laughs> summer break. <laughs> I think String even said he only rode like two races throughout that summer break and yeah. uh and then and then just kind of chilled yeah for the rest of the time so <laughs> yeah it was a long long one for sure but uh so um But first, got to thank our awesome sponsors, and that's why that's plural, sponsors. (laughs) That's right. That's right. First, we're going to thank Guts Racing. Since 1985, Guts has been uh, established in Northern California, and since then, they've been a leader in seat technology innovation. Uh, you got to trust guys like Thad Duvall or Joel Hetrick. Uh, Those guys trust Guts. You guys definitely should, too. Best seat covers on the market. Uh, I know that I have one on my bike. Mm -hmm. I love it. Wouldn't ride without it. Brandon, you have one on your bike. Yep. They make it look clean. Yep. What are you, looks or the, function?
3: I always love the looks of it, just the looks. Like, if I'm walking through the pits and I see a guy with a gut seat covering, i like,
2: man, it, it, looks looks it looks good. It looks good. But sick. I'm going to tell you what, like, I get tired. Yeah. <laughs> and when my arms can't hang on, at least I know my butt's going to be Velcroed yeah, to the seat. That's right. Yeah. So, but, and then also, we want to welcome on a new edition of of the family of Splitline is going to be seal savers
3: awesome man yeah seal, seal savers.
2: savers thank you guys for uh jumping on the podcast we appreciate your support um seal savers was the first and original fork seal protection They've been in business for 21 years. Simple and easy to install. Brandon and I both have them on our bikes. I have them on the quad, mm-hmm. uh, which is the coil savers. Yeah. And Brandon, you have the zip-on um, yeah. fork seals. I mean, you can install them in literally three seconds. If you can zip your pants up, you can zip <laughs> these things on.
3: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, very easy to do. I think I, th- I think my five-year-old could do it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Easy. They have stuff for side-by-sides. They have stuff for cars. They have stuff for, like I said, ATVs, dirt bikes. They even have stuff for mountain bikes. Yeah, yeah I need awesome. to get on that and get some uh some seal favors for the mountain bikes but guys they have given us a discount code yes so make sure when you go to seal savers and order anything you guys need from them to to use our discount code uh which is easily split line capital s in the split line and it'll save you 25 percent off of any order so once again thanks to uh seal savers for jumping on um we're going to be having uh one of the guys on the podcast at some point in time talk about seal savers a little bit and talk about racing so yeah, yeah we're uh, we're excited to have them aboard and uh really helping us grow this podcast so yeah let's get into it
3: that's all right man it's awesome uh, <clears throat> so we'll go ahead and start off with the um pro motocross right
2: yeah, let's touch on the pro motocross real quick, and then we're going to get Hunter Hart on the line.
3: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so real quick, we all know the 450 class, you know, uh, champion, uh, Dylan Fernandez um, took it all, won it all. And uh, we. I was wondering if we would see a different winner in the, in the class since all the pressure was off everybody. But I
2: think you would have had Eli Tomac not wrecked in the first moto.
3: Yeah, because he was bringing it. He was bringing it. Yeah. Um, super fast again to Mag. i just i can't wait to see him on that yamaha next year because the way they got it hooking up and all that power it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but uh but dylan Fernandez again once in a, uh shows you why he's a true champion this year um going uh i think one one on the day if i'm not mistaken
2: he didn't go one one did he no no no, 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 no. He, he won the second that's moto right, but he right. like got fourth in the first moto or third in the first moto something like that i'm not sure but um May have had a hard time watching uh, the pro motocross this week, and I was a little bit uh, preoccupied uh, with GNCC racing back in action and uh, all that good stuff, but um, the 250s, I thought that it was going to be kind of a snooze fest. I thought that Jet Lawrence had already, you know, um, uh, wrapped it up, but... He showed his age a little bit, got a little flustered. I heard that he was kind of uh, nervous the whole day, and uh, it showed. He made some mistakes in the beginning and uh, of both motos, actually, and ended up being a little bit closer than what I think he would have liked, but congratulations to him for getting it done in the end.
3: Oh, yeah, man. It definitely had us on the edge of our seats watching that one because uh, you just was not sure. Uh, Jet went down twice in the first moto, and once again in the second moto so when he went down in that second moto i was like oh man like, <laughs> mike is this going to be like justin cooper's day you know he went 1-1 went right day for sure right do what he had to do for um, his first ever 1-1, 1-1 which is hard to believe yeah
2: but he and, did it
3: and he got it done um but unfortunately it was short of the day because uh, jet lawrence took it all so that's yeah. awesome to him that makes him the fifth youngest rider to win a championship yep absolutely so big things come for him yeah absolutely
2: absolutely so let's ahead and jump into the GNCC side of things Saturday uh the ATVs were back in action and Hunter Hart was able to pick up his second ever win um and this one the first one you know you could say well it was super muddy it was uh outlandish conditions with the uh the win at Ironman two years ago but this one normal conditions, perfect conditions, and he got out, went out and got it done. And so congratulations to him. Uh, yeah. We're going to get him on the line. I want to hear his story about that race and uh, yeah. where, where it ranks up for him in the in the record books <laughs> as far
3: as uh, favorite races. Yeah, for sure. So yeah.
2: uh, you want to go ahead and get him on? Yeah, it works. All right. All right, guys, we're back, and we got the winner of the Mountaineer this weekend, Hunter Hart. Hunter, welcome to the show, buddy.
4: What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Glad to be back to GNC Racing and super pumped to start it off the way we did,
2: dude. How long was this summer break?
4: Oh, it was actually pretty short. We were—I was ironically <laughs> talking with a couple of my buddies about that. Um, it felt super short. We uh, we did a lot of fun things over summer break. We uh, we went out, did the Heartland Challenge, did two uh, ATV summer camps with kids. We did the Fuel Ministries camp in Indiana, and then we also did the Shop Action Off Road one down in South Carolina at Camp Coker. Which was awesome. It was good. Super big turnouts. About probably, man, just shy of 100, say 130, 140 kids total for those. Which was wow. super sweet. Awesome to see all those kids that want to learn to go faster and, and just be better.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And man, you just mentioned the the Heartland Challenge. And you did a lot of racing this uh, this summer break. That being one of the biggest ones, obviously. And congratulations with that win as well. Um, you got to be stoked with how the summer went, really.
4: Oh yeah, it was super sweet. It was. Uh, I was pumped to get out there with uh, John glad and Josh Merritt. We were able to grab the win out there as well. And then local series was good. And, you know, like I said uh, in my pre-race interview, it was. They were kind of asking me. They're like, "Yeah, man, who do who do you think is going to surprise you today?" And uh, kind of they were asking about uh, Jared and Devin. And um, I I go, no. You know, we've we've raced together all summer. i You know, we see. I see him basically every weekend, every other weekend. You know, not not much to not much to hide there. You know, you're not going to spring something over on those guys that they didn't already know was was happening or coming because they're they're there you know when we race we race together all summer which is nice it's uh it's easy to keep yourself in check and make sure that you're good to go
2: yeah awesome awesome so uh take us into the weekend this weekend you're coming off the summer break uh like but like we said you've been racing all summer long um um you know you bicycled i'm sure bicycled the track friday uh i heard the track People, a lot of people were saying the track was actually was actually rougher than snowshoe, maybe not quite as big of rocks, but um, it was rough, uh, and obviously that suited you really well. Uh, so take us through the weekend a little bit.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It was sweet. You know, we got there uh, Thursday. My dad and I got there in the RV. We ended up getting parked and stuff like that. We hung out a little bit. Friday, I went out, bicycle the track. I thought it was myself, uh, Kenny Schick, and Chris Borch were bicycling it. And Chris ended up getting a flat, so he dipped out a little early. And then Kenny and I were biking, and it was good. You know, you know track looks sweet. We had a couple good lines that we picked out, and then we ended up ironically uh i ended up getting stung by bees on friday pretty pretty heavily like five six seven times got lit up by some yellow jackets and ironically it was where we kenny and i had a line picked out and uh it's actually where i ended up making the pass for the win on the last lap in the line that i got stung by the bee so it was it was ironic that that was kind of the turn (laughs) of events out there and then it was good though i kind of knew that the track was going to be pretty pretty demanding and i knew that you had to have your ducks in a row when it came when it became time to go and we were good we were there and we were we were ready
2: yeah, and then uh, you, you ended up battling it down with, uh, with uh, uh, Jared McClure uh, right up basically to the finish. He only finished seven seconds behind you, and that kind of like left off to where you guys were battling throughout the summer too. So, uh, I mean, just great racing Saturday for sure.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It was super sweet. You know, we uh, definitely kind of give the race recap. We didn't make our, it super easy on ourselves with uh, just about near uh, dead last off the start. And then we ended up basically just digging ourselves out of the hole there, just smart passes as the day went on. And we ended up uh, finding ourselves about fifth or sixth behind. It was Walker was leading. Jared was second. Dev was third. I was fourth. Uh, Dev ended up letting me by him. And then we basically went from there. I was on Jared, made a quick pass on Jared. And then Walker ended up tagging that, the first tree that he tagged, the first of the the three that he ended up happening. And uh, from there, we just kind of basically just played a smart race. And ironically, Jared got me a little bit further once. I I only had the lead for probably two, three miles. Jared ended up getting me back on the third lap. He led the third lap. And then coming into the fourth lap, I knew I had to be on my mark. And uh, things Things were going going uh, intense, and we ended up – actually, Dev, I fell the third at one point during the last lap. Dev got me in one of the rock runs. I, I missed my mark, slid out pretty good. And then I ended up getting Devin back on a downhill, and I was real close to where I knew my, my uh, last last-ditch effort was, and we ended up blitzing through there basically just blitzed the downhill rock line on Jared, got Jared there. And then from there, we were about the six and a half or the seven. We led from there, and we knew we just had to be on our mark the last two, two three miles. And it was good, you know, brought home our second win. And, and definitely the second one's harder because, you know, the first, my first one, I never knew that I was leading. So it was right <laughs> where, where this time it was like, oh, you're, you're leading. Don't don't screw this up, Hunter. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, we were able to not screw it up and bring it home for what we needed.
3: Yeah, man, that was awesome. Uh, the track. Speaking of the track, I, you know, I kept hearing it's an old school GNCC track. It's an old school GNCC track. It's hard to pass on. Uh, rough, a lot of rock gardens and stuff. Um, how'd the track deteriorate? Like, was was it like really bad or?
4: Uh I mean honestly it just got slicker. It just kept getting slicker and slicker. The ruts got a little deeper and deeper each each lap. I mean nothing really became super gnarly other than it just became super slicked off in spots and in limited traction. There was there's was very limited traction on the on the loop compared to other ones. You know, there there wasn't much hero dirt out there. There was a lot more of the just you know, you had to had to know your mark and, and clutch it and be on your mark because you, you were losing time a lot quicker than you could make it up. But it was good, you know. I mean, it was super easy to to make a quick mistake, and you just had to be had to be on your mark and, and carrying momentum through there.
2: Yeah, so you touched on the fact that that uh, the second win is harder to get than your first win, and um, all of uh, you know talking about the first win. And that, and funny thing is, is, we were actually talking about your first win right before you came on, and um, uh, we were talking about how your first win was in a very wild muddy wet race uh which was kind of an anomaly itself does this wind feel um that much this better because yeah this,
4: be- one, this one feels legit because
2: it was perfect conditions for a race and you just you you outright you know want it with everybody having you know the equal perfect conditions so that's got to feel awesome
4: Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was the big thing, too. That was that was nice for me is is I wanted to have the legitimacy of everybody being there, you know, minus minus Bryson, of course, but everybody, you know, that's that's been the, the big players this year. And it was nice to just be able to get get it done and and, you know, not have, you know, not not have to wonder you know if if the mud race was was the only way to get it done or something like that as well you know i was able to do it in a legit legit fashion and uh that was nice you know we knew we could do it but we just had to had to be be there at the right time and and that's how it how it ended up happening for us and i'm super super pumped on it
2: well you know we've been talking about all season where you've been in you've been in second a lot right behind uh right behind walker and able to to see a lot of his race and kind of like as we say throw the toe hook out and and hook on to him and just go with him a lot um do you think that that has kind of propelled you uh this season to maybe even take that next step into into you know uh, your next year um with a serious championship contention
4: i mean absolutely you know walker walker's gonna be hard to beat you know i think you're gonna have to uh, pry that, pry that number one play from his hand, and I don't think he's gonna <laughs> give it to anybody with with any ease or, or uh, suggestibility. But I think that it's it's just learning, you know. I mean, it's just a constant learning for me, and you know, you guys can see the. I'm not one of those guys that puts in a breakout right here, or a breakout right there. You know, I mean, it's I'm never gonna have a high or a low. I'm gonna be pretty pretty solid. You know, there's not gonna be like we're not. You know, back back in the day, you know, some some of the guys would end up with like a big, like a big momentum sweep and they'd, they'd get a win, or, or they'd be a top three and then they'd be back to seventh or eighth. You know, that's never, never really been my style. You know, like if I'm going to be a top seven guy, I'm going to be a top seven guy all year. Right. Or if I'm a top five guy, I'm going to be a top five guy all year. And... You know, I'm I'm never gonna have like those those one of rides that people are like, wow, that that's that's gnarly. You know, it's 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 gonna be a consistent build. You know, like if you look at my results before summer break, minus minus the the eye issue I had at John Penton. You know, we were we were top five, top three the whole time, and just you know we we just build a lot. we're, we're big on the building of a foundation. You know, we're not going to have a, have a a shooting star of a, of a day and then fall back to the seventh or eighth. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna have a consistent, consistent day the whole time. And just like before summer break, you know, we had, uh, what we have? We had the eye issue and then we had a second, a second summer break. And then, then our win, you know, so it's, it's not saying that the writing's on the wall for us, but it's one of those things that, you know, it, it wasn't really like, I told my dad on the way home that, that I wasn't shocked that we did it. I was, I was more relieved than anything.
3: Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that's really great for your, especially your confidence because it seems like you've been waiting for it to come. You know, you've been working and working hard. You know, we see all your Instagram videos. We see how hard you're putting the work in. You're putting your time in and um, it was just bound to happen eventually that you were going to pull off a win.
2: Yeah. And to put a, to put a, you know, um, to be able to, uh, you know, eventually really contend with Walker for a championship, you got to be somebody that's on the podium pretty much every weekend. And, you know, you know, if you're, consistent rides are right there in that podium range. I mean, it'd be crazy to say, you know, you're not going to put, put yourself in a position to have potential shot at it. Uh, and that's really exciting. And it's awesome to see that your comfort level is there to be able to run um, at that fastest pace uh, that, that you guys are putting down.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we've my dad's always joked about it that that I can just, just pull some speed out when, when we need. And it, and it doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, like this weekend, I, I basically told myself, uh, ironically, before, before the start of the race, I told my dad that we were going to try to win this thing or we were going to break the bike in half. And uh, <laughs> luckily, it was, luckily it was the, uh, the second option. But it was, it was good, you know, because I basically, I, I remember saying to myself midway through the first lap and I was just riding like an idiot that, that I dug myself this hole and, and I'm going to dig myself out of it because I'm not not ending the day in, you know, whatever place we were in at the beginning of the day, eighth, ninth, you know, wherever wherever we were and it was just not not gonna end that way. And luckily we were able to, you know, put together a smart strategic plan to, to make it happen and it was nice to nice to be in contention, you know, when when it mattered on the last lap it was nice to finally be there instead of being 30, 40 seconds down. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big difference. There's a big difference between that top three and that fourth place. You know, I mean, I, I had a lot of rides in fourth and I was like, what are they just doing? And then you, (laughs) you, uh, break that top three once or twice and you're like, oh, okay, I think I can replicate that. And then you're, you're doing it and you're replicating it. And you're like, all right, I got it. And it's just each, each position you go that's higher is, is such a bigger learning step each and every time.
2: Right. Right. And, you know, like you said behind it. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? You cut out?
4: Oh, sorry. You know, you can't even put into feeling like the the words that the amount of uh, effort that it takes to be in those positions at the end.
3: Yeah, I think that was what the most, um, I, I was most impressed with you with the win was you work for, for it all day long. It, it wasn't yeah. like you were in second place behind Fowler when he made his mistakes and you just took over the lead. Like you dug deep all day long. You worked for it. You had to make the right passes at the right time in the last lap and you, you earned it. Um, and I, I think that was mo- more impressive to me than, you know, over the win is the way you got the win.
2: Yeah, when you race your way to the front, that's got to feel like an extra special uh little kind of boost as well um to say that you know not only did i win but i passed my way to the lead
4: yeah absolutely that's that's probably one of the things that we were most excited about is the fact that we we didn't have the good start um and we we came came to the win because that was you know, that's one thing that, that we've struggled with is getting from the back to the front because usually we'll get to say four four to six and then that's basically where the, the progress stops. But we ended up actually going, you know, we went we went the whole we went the distance this time and it it was nice, you know. We uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't crack when the cookie when the cookie started to get a little warm. And <laughs> that was that was what was what was nice.
2: So uh, the next race we're going to the Burr Oak uh, John Penton uh, round two, whatever you guys want to call it. But uh, um, where does that track rank for you as far as favorability? And uh, are you excited to uh, get back there and uh, see what you got at that place?
3: Is this redemption from the goggle issue because that's where you had the goggle issue right was john pitton yeah
4: that is where we had the goggle yeah. issue um you know no i'm excited i think it'll be good good to go back and, and usually the second second trip around to a track we uh we do better than the first time all every time we've ever gone two up to a track we always do better you know and it's it's good though we we're excited i'm excited to see see how it goes there and i think it'll be it'll be a good day you know it's yeah momentum Momentum's is hard to build but once it's built you know it's it's like a ball it's like a big snowball once it starts snowballing you can't stop it
3: yeah for sure uh like i said you're carrying definitely the momentum now and uh i'm sure walker's gonna be coming back for redemption for you but uh, uh i'm sure you you guys will have a good battle out there on the track and sure jerry mcclure uh you know he's gonna be another top top hard contender for you guys. It's good to How see about you guys. How Devin Feehan yeah. up there? That's awesome to see him running
2: up front uh, with you guys. So uh, it's good to see uh, him get up there and mix it up.
4: Didn't, didn't surprise me at all with Dev. That's I've, awesome. Uh, you know, Dev's, Dev's always been there. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but Dev and I have raced that close, that intense, for um, say 2015 on, you know, Devin and I have just because we've raced locals together forever and then 15 and 16 Devin and I actually tied for the college A title. Um, 16 we tied for the college A title. 17 Devin and I almost tied for the XE2 title and the same thing at locals and stuff like that. and then it you know Dev's always been there. We've always known Dev was fast. And you know a lot of people are like, oh, are, are you surprised by Dev's performance? I'm like, not at all, you know Dev, Dev didn't surprise me one bit.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man, and uh, it's cool seeing... like you younger guys, like, like stepping up and, and, uh, uh, really just, just putting some fast paces down and, and, and having good races. And, uh, you guys made a good, good, uh, interesting race to watch this weekend for sure. Uh, Hunter, we don't want to keep you too long. We appreciate you coming on, man. And, uh, we look forward to seeing what you're going to do, um, at the next race and look forward to see what the, the race, that all you guys are going to be putting on, uh, here in the next coming rounds. But, uh, buddy, we appreciate your time today and appreciate you jumping on with us for a little
4: awesome thank you guys i appreciate it. i look forward to listening to the rest of the show
2: yeah absolutely man thanks for coming on we appreciate it
4: all right bye guys
2: all right that was uh hunter hart um awesome to have him on again uh friend of the show he's uh doing big things out there in the gncc world um And obviously at the uh, Heartland Heartland Challenge Challenge. over the summer, dude's just been been killing it this summer. And uh, I'm looking for him to put in some uh, three more solid uh, results uh, towards the end of this season for sure.
3: Yeah, the future is bright for Hunter for sure. And uh, I think if he keeps doing what he's doing, uh, you know, he'll he'll get one. Yeah. championship that is uh, yeah. eventually. Yeah, um,
2: absolutely. And I like the mentality of uh, kind of like a real steady climb to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's putting in really consistent rods and that's the key to win a championship. Um, you have to, like, especially, you know, we talk about it on the motocross side as well. If you're going to beat, if you're going to beat somebody like Chad Weenan, you have to be on the podium. You have to win. You can't be any worse than second pretty much to, to, to beat that guy. And the same goes for Walker Fowler because Walker Fowler is is always up there. This weekend was a very, um, um, very oddball race for Walker to have three crashes and to go down that much in, in a row. In a row. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not that something like that's not going to happen to Walker, uh, very often. And, um, You have to be constantly putting yourself in those top positions to even have a shot at winning this championship. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like Walker's been putting the championship out of contention, out of reach, uh, pretty early in the seasons for the past several years. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, if you can, you know, if you're a hunter and you can, you know, get, you know, stay at least on the podium for the first four or five rounds straight in a row, then you're going to be putting pressure. um, And, you know, that's, that's, Really cool to see uh, him stepping up like that and him having the mental attitude of, of just doing it in a consistent, manageable way.
3: Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, uh, another sad news for Honda. Um, sounds like, uh, I think it was um, Austin Abney that switched over to the Yamaha. So an, another Honda rider down, and another Yamaha born. So, <laughs>
2: man, it's uh, the blue the blue wave is strong, and uh, it's coming for everybody. It seems like uh, maybe we can at least throw some red graphics on those uh, blue Hondas, maybe with some red plastics, <laughs> and and uh, at least see a little bit of red out there. Uh, there's one rider that I don't see changing in the near future, though. And that's uh, that's Adam McGill. There's probably
3: two. There's probably McClory G- yeah, Jeremy yeah, McClure, McClure and Adam as as McGill. Well. That's yeah. the only two left. Yeah, we in the pro class.
2: Yeah, yeah. When we talk to uh, when we talked to Adam he said that he was gonna die on that hill <laughs> and uh, I'd like to get uh, Jared's opinion on it. maybe we can get him on here sometime yeah, nice. uh, in the near future and uh, talk to him about uh, racing and uh, Hondas in general <laughs> but uh, let's get uh, let's get Mikey Waynes on and talk to him about uh, the weekend as a whole and what he saw what he thought about the racing and uh, really kind of break it down with
3: him yeah sounds good
2: all right, guys, we're back and we have Mikey Waynes on the line. But first, we'll give him his little intro. Mikey,
3: <laughs> Mikey Wayne.
2: welcome to the <laughs> show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Did you hear that intro?
0: I didn't hear anything. That's no. good. Oh, well, okay.
2: you got to listen because it was beautiful. It was
0: beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to just listen to the show and find out. I'm going to be surprised now. Yeah, oh, exactly,
2: exactly. So how's it going? <laughs> how's it going, man? You've been pretty busy lately.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going really well. Um, it felt good to get back to some GNCC this last weekend, and um, felt right. Felt felt at home again. Uh, summer break is is weird because it's just long enough to where in my head I'm like. Oh, I don't know if I want to go back. Uh, and then <laughs> I got a little taste of being on the mic with uh Iron Man Pro Moto and that was like, okay, the juices are flowing again. Let's let's get to West Virginia and let's get to a GNCC.
2: Yeah, yeah. You got to get back to the you know, the big dogs. You didn't have to go and interview any scrubs like Chad Reed again or yeah, anything man. like that.
0: <laughs> right. Dude, that was so cool. That that was uh an experience that like I'd love to sit back and just downplay that like oh yeah you know i spoke with chad reed no that was cool as hell i mean that was like uh i even talked with uh with jason wygant on um saturday um saturday morning a pro motocross and he said how the heck did you get chad reed to do a local radio interview (laughs) i was like it really wasn't me at all i i contacted sam who does uh, all the social media for like pro motocross and gncc and said hey i do these radio previews the week prior to the race um if you could get me a rider i don't care who it is anybody um i'd appreciate it so she texts me back in like 10 minutes and she's like would chad reed work and i'm like uh yeah that would be great
1: <laughs> yeah, that, are, are that, you
0: joking that'll be yeah. all
3: right <laughs>
2: <Are> you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then you talk about uh, uh, you know uh, doing some work at the Ironman National. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it that I feel like Ironman uh, motocross track is is underrated as far as one of the best tracks there is. Man, that's one of the funnest tracks to watch on TV. I don't know what it's like in person, whether people are able to see a lot of the track or not, but it is a darn good track for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I would uh, – obviously, I'm going to be biased on it, yeah. so of <laughs> course I love it. But, uh, yeah, you talk to anybody – you know, I talk with Megawatt, um, Matt Watson, and uh, Rob Bitis, who call the, the race on the PA, um, and they, they agree with your sentiment. They said, hey, this is like, to them, one of the premier places. And, and they talk about, um, as far as a Promoto side, when uh, Davey Coombs and Jeff Russell came out to Ironman, before it was Ironman, um and said hey we might have ourselves uh one hell of a moto track here uh this is going to be one of the premier places and it, it really is i mean it's it, i don't think it gets the credit that it's due
2: um no it, it really doesn't
0: part of that is because red bud is you know a few hours north of us and obviously yeah. that's huge for its for its own reasons uh, so maybe that takes away from it a little bit i don't know but yeah if you're in the midwest hell if you guys want to come out chill at my place We'll we'll drink some bourbon in the basement and, and we'll go watch some racing man you got you basement. got
2: an awesome setup in that basement as well
0: <laughs> I, I've, I've, I'm right re- yeah
2: yeah I'm, I'm impressed with with the uh, uh, um, Hardman work over there the, uh, Hard- <laughs> yeah. yeah you got you guys got a good setup over there for sure but yeah I mean the racing always seems to be pretty good there as well um, and then of course you're biased you know that's, that's the home track <laughs> for sure but this right. weekend we got to go back to GNCC racing and um, uh, it felt good the summer break did feel long though but uh, it felt good to, to, to be back to, to watching some good GNCC racing and uh, the guys put on a good show for sure
0: yeah, it was it was incredible. I think I love Walker Fowler and it's I've said it before. It's one of those things when you see a person do as well as he does, everybody kind of not hates on the winner all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we want to see somebody else win one. And that happened this weekend. I mean, he, yeah, he, he crashed a couple of times pretty gnarly. Um, but boy, seeing Hunter up there, McClure, uh, and seeing Devin Feehan was just awesome to see them get the top three overall. I, I loved it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then to see Hunter do it in the fashion that he did, we actually just had him on the line before you uh, uh, called in. He uh, uh, To see him come through the pack and do it in, in that type yeah. of fashion, uh, that's you know, fun racing to watch And, um, you know, we talked to him about You know, th- he said himself that, that That's a re- really a rewarding way To win uh, a race And uh, yeah. it's, it's entertaining as well
0: <laughs> Yeah, it is It's good for everybody watching It's it's good for him And uh, it's kind of funny I took some heat uh, Which people have probably seen on, on, on Racer TV You know, first couple of rounds this year Hunter Hart, uh, back-to-back podiums And then, I think, what, a sixth Then a fifth after that Uh, and then a fourth, I think in, in round five, but he hadn't made the podium and and Rodney and I just, we got to make things interesting. Right. So I said, Hey, was, was Hunter Hart a fluke? And I didn't think anything of it in the back of my head. I'm thinking Hunter's my buddy. I want to see him succeed. He told me at, uh, the Hoosier GNCC when he got third, he's like, dude, I took that to heart. Like I pun intended, right? Hunter Hart. (laughs) He said, uh. I, that that like it kind of upset me. Like I'm not a fluke. I'm the real deal. And I said, dude, I believed you were the whole time. I said, just understand. Like from the the entertainment side, we got to jaw back and forth and make it interesting. I said, but you're right there. I'm like, it's no longer to me for Hunter. It's no longer a question of oh, he might make the podium. Uh, to me, he's a podium regular guy moving forward, unless something happens, you know, mechanically or what have you. Um, he's a guy, and I think. Moving into silly season where we're at now, and I think moving into 2022, uh, people are going to be silly if they're not talking Walker Fowler, Hunter Hart, and uh, a healthy Bryson Neal. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're really setting ourselves up for a really good 2022 season, and yeah, what is awesome about the way that that you know Hunter's doing it right now, and the way he talked about it, uh, on the podcast with us, he was telling us that. You know, he feels like he's always a rider that that stays consistent and is kind of like that steady rider that is always, you know, if he says if he's a fourth to a seventh place guy, that's where he's going to be finishing. And if he feels like he is a podium threat, that's where he's going to be finishing. And, you know, that's what he's kind of been showing, um, uh, that he's able to put in those steady performances. And we we talked about how, you know, for a lot of the season – He's actually been able to hook to the bumper of Walker Fowler uh, this year, and you got to think that some of that has been really good learning experience for him uh, to to be hooked to uh, the bumper of a legend like that, and be able to learn and uh, run the pace for the amount of time that he has.
0: Yeah, that that is like so uh, underestimated. Uh, From everybody's perspective, man, if you can follow the guy and you hear everybody talk about that, a C guy, if they can tuck in behind a B guy and see his lines, a B guy to an A guy. So if you can, you know, link up with that faster rider, you start seeing lines you didn't see when you were walking the track or you didn't know were there for the first couple of laps. Those are such huge learning curves. And what better guy to key off of than Walker Fowler? Um, I mean, no doubt that's that's been monumental to Hunter Hart's career so far.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, um, you talked about how Hunter used some of your guys' words for motivation, and we kind of have a a similar story (laughs) almost. (laughs) It's It's kind of funny. yeah. Uh, Yeah, like last year... Uh, when we first got to talk to Walker, he was telling us that he'd listened to some of our podcast and and some of the things that we were saying he was u- using for motivation. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, well, some little, <laughs> you know, uh, some little podcast in West Virginia. You're using it for motivation, mm-hmm. but like these, that's what these guys do. That's what champions do. Yeah. Champions find yeah. ways and find reasons to to motivate themselves. You look over on the bike side, and Stu Baylor. Uh, I don't think that guy has any shortage of reasons to motivate himself.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally win or go home for him at this point. Um, yeah. And he's obviously, he's proved it. He's stepped up. And I just keep thinking in the back of my head, um, I think it was, uh, what, Georgia round three, right? His first, yeah, it was yeah. round three. Yeah. I said, what I don't know if it was on air or off air, but I asked him, do you regret not racing round 1? And he's like, ask me that question again at the end of the season and I'll probably have a better answer for you because if I lose this season by a few points, I'm going to be pissed I didn't race round 1.
2: <laughs> right. Right. And you know, you know it was so he had a ba- he didn't race round 1 and then he had a bad round 2 and yeah. everybody was talking Everybody was talking about how, you know, oh, man, is he out of it for the championship? And then he just goes on a tear. And uh, yeah. um, it's been just a wild year over there on the bikes between him uh, and Ben Kelly. And, um, but Stu has constantly put himself in the position to, to get out front and to, I'm not going to say run away with it, but when he's in the front of the, of, of the race, it seems like he has absolute control of the race
0: yeah he he's able to run his own pace, and I think yesterday was a perfect example of what he can do with open track in front of him. Um, you know, fans love him. everybody's gonna point him the good lines. Uh, he's the the blue he's the uh, the blue collar champion, if you will. So it's just everybody loves seeing him win. and uh, yeah, when he's got open track in front of him, he's dangerous.
3: Yeah, i tell you what, man, Jordan Ashburn really impressed me, uh, keeping him in check all, all day yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah. yesterday, yeah.
0: Yeah, everybody, J- Jordan Ashburn's another guy that, like, everybody loves, loves him. I mean, he's just, he's so ridiculously nice. He's very well-spoken, always professional, um, and he's just, he's always right there. I mean, what, uh, this is his third, third in a row. Second was right there, you know, <laughs> yeah. the aggressive mood by Kelly to get around him. Uh, which was understandable. It was cool to hear uh, him and Ashburn, Kelly and Ashburn speak after the race. Of I wonder, I wondered how it would go because I didn't actually get to see it because I was down at the finish line, but obviously I heard Rodney and, and Johnny G with the call, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this, this could be heated. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Jordan Ashburn heated, but this could be heated. And obviously he was irritated, but I think he was more irritated with himself and, like, I should have been able to close the door on Ben Kelly, and I I let him get around me. Um, And hats off to Ben Kelly for, hey, my championship's on the line here. Stu Baylor's clicking off a ton of wins. Uh, I got to do everything I can to make sure that I maintain this lead. Um, So, yeah, I mean – I was about it. I I like to see the aggressive riding.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think for a first place, Jordan might have been really mad. But since it was for second, it was like, oh, okay. You know, but if it was for first, he probably (laughs) would have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
2: And, you know, what I thought was cool about Jordan's race this weekend was um, typically, and I don't know why, but I feel like you, you, you get to the end of the race and you're like, oh, wow, Ashburn finished third that's awesome yeah and like it kind of he 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 flies under the radar almost this race was not like that he was hot no. and heavy in the action all race long and uh um if he if he can add that with his consistency man he's gonna be a dangerous rider in the future
0: yeah there, no doubt he's he's very comfortable on that uh the magna one motorsports team he loves those guys that they're a- they're laid back. It's it's an incredible team for him to be on. I think it was a match made in heaven for him. Um, and, you know, even his mechanic was telling me this weekend in the pits, he's like, I want Jordan to win one because everybody knows that, that first one's the hardest. And then after that, you know, you got the taste for it. You know what it feels like. You want it more. And you know what it takes to make it happen. And you've, you've literally, uh, you know, convinced yourself, hey, I am capable of this. And I think ashburn's right on that cusp of making that happen
2: yeah absolutely absolutely uh let's you know this weekend of gncc racing um was a special weekend uh not just because it came back from summer break but but being down at the beckley uh facility uh they had some extra events going on did you we weren't able to make it down there but we heard about like you know the was it hunting and fishing show going on and all that
0: stuff Oh yeah, it was. uh, They called it Freedom Fest. Yeah, Uh, and it was it was everything, dude. I mean, it was uh, obviously the Boy Scouts of America there. Um, They had live concerts. Lone Star played uh, on Saturday night, which was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, they had. uh, There was like some shooting. They had um, zip lines. It's to me, it's one of those events that should be a or is a premier event. There's not a lot of people going to it yet, and maybe that's because it's newer it, it kind of reminds me of that first year we ran or I think it was the second year actually that we ran Camp Coker and Camp Coker numbers weren't that high a lot of people there but nothing compared to like big buck right and then I'd say over these last couple of years big buck or uh, sorry Camp Coker has exploded um, and I think that's what's gonna happen with that uh, Bechtel reserve uh, there's so much to do for everybody that uh, you know I think people are gonna start showing up Thursday night. And uh, having a lot of fun on Friday It's going to be one of those premier events for sure
2: Yeah, and then this track is Is uh, giving itself the reputation of being one of the tougher tracks on the course, I heard a lot of talk about how it was rougher than Snowshoe even um, in, old cer- school. in certain ways. Old school. Um, I saw the graphics that you guys put on the uh, on the uh, Racer TV broadcast of the elevation changes, and there was not <laughs> there was not a flat spot on those oh, uh, no. on those maps. So, um, um, as far as the track goes, what are you seeing as a uh, I'm not gonna say result, but a uh, like. What are the riders coming back and saying about this track? Is it a track that's that's becoming loved, uh, being in the third year that we've raced there?
0: Yeah, I would say it is. It's on that fifth. It's that love hate track. <laughs> um, I would say that the the common denominator was, or the common thread was, everybody said, "Dude, this feels rougher than snowshoe. It's rocky. It's slick. Uh, it's tough." So it it definitely falls in those lines of like. Hey, if you like rocks, if you like rough, if you like technical, like hard enduro, if that's your thing, you're going to excel at that track. Um, and then there was some guys that I I can't wait to get to Baroque in a couple weeks. I'm ready to just race in dirt. This was miserable. So uh, it's it's one of those. It's it, without a doubt an equalizer on everybody.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Mikey, are we uh, are we still doing any underwear modeling? <laughs>
0: No, no, I haven't. uh, You know, some coming up though. Yes, Um, it was funny because everybody. I got to the race this weekend, and you know, hey, what'd you do over the summer? And they're like, I saw you did some underwear modeling. I'm like, yeah, go figure. I get chubby, and I finally get a gig doing underwear modeling. It's ridiculous. You've been
2: waiting your whole life for this, and yeah,
0: I know, right? Like, why couldn't they hit me up? You know, before I was doing GNCC when I was 180 pounds and I worked out three times a day, they got to right. wait till now. Because like, that's overrated.
2: The, that's overrated, man. Exactly.
3: <laughs> These days, everybody Nobody likes wants the curves. to curve. Dad bought and curves. <laughs> yeah,
0: dad, dad That's right. Thank God.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, Brandon made last week on our episode, Brandon made a good point. Um uh husky riders are durable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, That's what everybody's Stu looking Baylor, for. Stu Baylor, dude. Exactly. Yeah. I mean yeah. have you have you seen anybody hit the ground harder than Stu Baylor at times? <laughs> durable. Well,
0: it's it's so funny. <laughs> well, I don't know, funny is the right word. I did the um, the Mav TV voiceover for uh what would that be, round number six and uh there's a point you'll see in it where he basically comes over the top of the handlebars and I'm pretty sure I hope, I hope I kept it this way. I know I recorded it this way at least once <laughs> I talked about him falling and looking like doing his best Ninja turtle impression. Cause the dude just like kind of rolls, gets back on the bike. Like it was nothing. I mean, yeah, Sue Bearer's making it. he's doing it for the dad bods out there. That's right, <laughs> that's
2: right. That's right. Um, he, uh, uh, he, he, he absolutely is. And, uh, like you said, you know, he does that Ninja Turtle thing that uh, it's kinda <laughs> like um uh parkour. They fall yeah. really well. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just falling really well. That's the whole sport. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so is is Stu Baylor uh like a closet uh parkour guy?
0: <laughs>
3: Probably. <laughs>
0: I hope that would be amazing, <laughs> it would. wouldn't it?
2: Could you imagine seeing him doing like some parkour stuff over oh, park benches? And <laughs> oh,
0: <geez. laughs> I'm into it. Well, it. well, it's a Baylor heavy parkour team. Yeah, yeah I'd there, be into there it. There yeah.
2: we go. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, um, man, what's it? So, what's it like do, doing a voiceover for for Map TV? That's got to be a really cool thing to do.
0: <laughs> it's fun. Um, you know, each episode basically. Uh, our producer, Adam Gordon, for Racer TV, he'll uh, he'll cut like the 23-minute episode, uh, emails it to me, I'll watch it so I know what the hell I'm, you know, what's coming <laughs> up next, and then uh, I'll jot down some notes, and and basically I sit with a laptop and I re-watch a race and talk about what I'm seeing. Um, you know, for, for everybody on the inside, we know that this race has already happened, but uh, it's kind of cool to sort of talk about it and... Really sounds like an expert because, hey, we already know the results. We know what's happening. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, you know how to fit the narrative to what you want it to look like. So, uh, I just hope to people that have never been to a GNCC that are, you know, flipping channels and come across MAV that they're like. Holy crap! I gotta go check this out. This is pretty daggone cool. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, they're fun. I love
2: them. I wonder, you know, I wonder how many people have seen it on TV and then searched it from there. I'd love to know the number on that because I'm sure people have, and uh, I'm sure yeah. people, you know, have like you know been coming, like you said, coming across the channel, see the GNCC race, go on the internet, and I'm like, oh, there's one going to be down the road here in a couple of months. Let's <laughs> yeah. get to it. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
3: So, Mikey, what's, uh, what's Ben Kelly got to do to hold off Stu Baylor for the rest of the, yeah. these next three rounds? What, what, what's, he, right. what's he got to do?
0: I don't know that he needs to win. I think it's just something – you know, I did that Tuesday toolbox with him, and I gained a lot of respect for Ben Kelly um, because he's, he's so laid back that I think sometimes it comes across to people like he doesn't care or he's not really in it. The dude's in it. He's focused. He's just chill. Um, it, but I think in, in the back of his head at this point, he's like, I got to make sure if I'm not winning at this point, I just need to finish in front of Stu and outlast him. I got to get to iron man. I got to finish in front of Stu. So that's probably going to mean he has to win because I don't see <laughs> either of those two guys. I think these last three rounds, they're going to be one and two. No yeah, doubt. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, what I would like to see, I would like to see them both be able to get out together at the same time because this week it seemed like uh Ben was was kind of playing catch up the whole race. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of playing that yo-yo spot right outside the top three. Um and and I would like to see what kind of battle they could do if they both were in a situation where they saw each other the whole race. Yes. That would be that would be interesting right there. Cause that's one thing we haven't really saw too much of this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, I felt like we saw that a lot more between those two guys, but this year, not so much.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. We haven't really had, I mean, as much as we talk about them, rightfully so, we've not really been, gotten the opportunity to see that like mano-a-mano race between them. So maybe that's what we got for the last three rounds.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, uh, so Mikey, so who has a better chance of winning these next three rounds. Jordan Ashburn or Jared McClure? Which one which one has a better Ooh, that's chance a good question? Of, chance of winning.
0: Really good. Um <laughs> I, I would probably say McClure. McClure's got uh you know wins under his belt. Um I think he does right. Am I wrong in yeah. that? No, no, no. no Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah McClure's got wins. Okay. Um yeah so I, I would say McClure has got a shot um just because of the high stakes of what's with you know Stu and ben i don't see either of those guys not winning the last three rounds now don't get me wrong i would be thrilled if jordan ashburn proves this all wrong and he goes out there and gets a win it would be incredible
3: right right um
0: but yeah i, I would i'd put my money on jared mcclure
3: okay yeah i just figured throw it out there yeah
0: <laughs> uh, we, i will say probably not this next round though because if we know anything about walker fowler he doesn't like losing <laughs> But he certainly doesn't like losing back to so back. No, especially I, in Ohio. I'd say the safe money, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the safe money is on uh, Walker to take the next one. Now, I can tell you right now, Hunter's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, Mikey's talking shit again. Oh
2: my God, wrong. Hunter's definitely going to be listening to this because he was just on and he said he's excited to listen to the rest of the yeah. show. So
3: Oh,
0: good, good. Got to yeah. give
3: him some more motivation. Yeah,
0: that's, that's Exactly. <laughs> there you that, go. That's right. I'm going to be getting. He's gonna listen to this, and I'll know when he's listening because I'll get a text from him, being like, "Yeah, there you go again, <laughs> running your mouth." <laughs> well,
2: you know, uh, recent recent past has has this track has lend itself to Bryson Neal. Uh, Bryson Neal yeah. has won the last several one of these uh, uh, races at this track, but Walker's been there pushing him. The whole way they've been back and forth, uh, but it would be cool to be able to see Hunter uh, and Jared jump up there with Walker. And uh, but like you said, man, Walker's gonna be coming out this week, uh, this next weekend, swinging with a vengeance. Because like you said, yeah. uh, the losing two in a row, that's a that's a no bueno. <laughs>
3: is it is it a yeah, common yeah, thing that's... for is it a common thing for Fowler to come off the break? Kind of like last year, he had the headaches and the and the, unfortunately the fingertip loss and struggled at the end of the season. Is it is it more of a uh, walker fowler style to do that come off the break or or is it just i don't know i mean new?
0: it's definitely you know what is an, an interesting perspective on mm-hmm. that is and walker will even own own this so when we go back to when he was facing his 50th win when he had 49 wins he said dude there was something about getting that 50th win it was in my head and it like it i think it took maybe a couple rounds before he finally got it Then we saw the exact same thing for 60 wins. Uh Took him a couple races, and he finally got it. So then now what we're facing is he is now a win away from tying Bill Balance on the Mm all-time. So I almost wonder, and Bill Balance obviously such a huge mentor uh, to Walker Fowler that maybe that's in the back of his head a little bit, but um, maybe not. I'm not him. I can't speak on that. But (laughs) I can't help but think that that maybe that's kind of – it could be purely coincidence. It could be Walker saying – Man, I'm excited about this. Okay, I got to stop thinking about tie and bill balance, and I just got to focus on the race. Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. And you know, he was mixture of things. Yeah, and he was on this show at one point in time talking to us about how he wants to hit that hundred win mark and that ten championship. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those are some astronomical goals. But yeah, I mean, if he what did it? What was the quote that he said? It was something like. uh, um, I want to set the bar so high, people just quit trying to yeah, get something like reach that. it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why that's why he is the guy that he is. Is just, you know, it's what he he in his own mind, it's okay. I'm Walker Fowler. What have I done for Walker Fowler lately? I mean, it's that kind of mentality that makes him successful.
2: Yeah, yep. He searches high and low for uh, reasons and motivation, even as yeah. far as uh, listening to a podcast. Uh, of us and, and looking for motivation <laughs> okay we're back we had a little bit of tef- technical difficulties my phone died <laughs> all it happens. right it yeah, happens it happens to the best of us hey mikey i know that you're an eli tomac fan um big yeah. big eli tomac fan so what is your opinion on the switch to yamaha uh
0: scares me to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just because, I don't know, on the 450 side, the Yamahas have seemed to struggle uh, at the Supercross level. I don't know why. Um, If you ask my buddy, DQ, he says they can't corner where the shit. (laughs) But he's a KTM guy. He's a gas, gas guy. So I I give him some slack on that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I do know that uh, we'll say I have it on, on he said, she said, that Eli's not been real comfortable with Cowie for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, which is obvious now. I think uh, that we all know he's, he's jumping ship on him. Um, but it also could be a resurgence for him in you know the next year that he's the Eli Tomac of old. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I don't, I don't, only time will tell.
2: You know, one thing that I heard recently on a podcast, um, and it really what they really weren't talking about tomac per se but uh ron villopoda was on the podcast and they asked him the question you know you retired really young what could have Mm -hmm. happened to make you last longer in the sport and he replied with the answer i don't know maybe switching a team um so maybe that's what tomac's doing right now um just to kind of give himself a breath of fresh air and i'm I'm cautiously optimistic as to how the Yamaha is going to perform for him. Um, yeah, they haven't been so good uh, at Supercross, but Star, since Stars taken over, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it looks that's, pretty. That's true.
2: It looks pretty impressive, and you know, Fernandez is very. Um, uh, He's very open about how hard they had to work on the bike through Supercross, even yeah. testing at the races at points, which is not optimal, uh, which is not an optimal time to test, but that's what they had to do. Right. Um, you know, even though he's jumping on a new bike, there might be just a resurgence of, of new spunk and attitude that that, that you see in Tomaka. I'm excited to see what comes from it.
0: Yeah, I, I hope he does well. Uh, it would be pretty badass to go out and – Hey, I got one on the Cowie, I'm gonna go get one on the Yamaha now and ride off into the sunset. That'd be yeah. pretty sick.
3: My yeah. question is, is he still gonna is he gonna go to Florida and do his training? Because I know he usually no does his stuff in Colorado. No but way. He stays he in does.
0: Colorado. You think? I
2: think. Mikey, what,
0: what you do think, you think? That'd be, that'd be my guess. I don't know, but maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Like, hey, let me this hasn't worked this last season. That was a wash. Let me change this up. Let me go down into Florida with all the guys that go down there and do some training.
2: May not be wild to see him weird. training in Florida. But uh,
3: speaking of training in Florida, we we think about Mookie going to uh, going to Alvin Baker's <laughs> place.
0: That's pretty wild. I'm excited about that. I'm I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that. Actually, kind of scared for. I him. want to see. Yeah, it's it's one of those like. I think we're all just like we want you to be James. We want you. We want you to be <laughs> James Stewart. We want you to be your brother. So uh, anything that kind of pushes him in that direction. Um, but then you look at Malcolm and it's like he clearly doesn't care about being in his brother's shadow. I don't think he feels like he is. I think he knows what he's capable of and it'll be interesting to see how he does this season. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. And real quick before we let you go, you mentioned uh, DQ and uh, how did was this week in the DKR
0: race? It was, and I'm pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like the third year they've, or maybe second year, third or second year that they scheduled it on top of GNCC. Um, it went really, really well. Um, I hadn't talked about all the details on it, but it looked awesome. They had the mower race this year, um, which was ridiculous. Uh, ran ran the track through a house like they did last year. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's insane. Did they drop a uh, call? that's something too. Do what did they drop a quad <laughs> i don't think they did a quad drop this year i'm not really sure i'll have to ask them tomorrow what they did for opening ceremonies um but yeah it, it's always a ton of fun and it's a three-day event now and um i actually sent him a video earlier of this dude on a jet ski uh going down a ditch i think barstool sports was had posted posted it originally and i'm like hey dude you need this for next year dkr I'm like, start digging a trench and filling it with water. We're doing this.
2: <laughs> Would Barstool Sports not be the perfect sponsor for this event?
0: I oh, feel, 100%. I
2: feel like they go together like really well.
0: <laughs> 100%, exactly. What kind of bums us out, we were trying really hard uh, last year to get Travis Pastrana and Ronnie Mack to come out. And then when Rona happened, we just kind of threw it all out the window. In hindsight, we should have kept pursuing it because I think we could have gotten those guys. Obviously, both of them are going to have a fee for an appearance, but hey, whatever. The you know DKR, they've got sponsors, and we had sponsors saying, you just let me know how much money they need, and we'll pay it. Like, we'll get them here if they'll, <laughs> if they'll show up, so... Uh, I wouldn't rule that out in the future for those guys to maybe show up
2: at one. Uh, that's right up their alley. That's right up their alley. Oh, and, yeah. And then I'm sure, you know, if, if TP comes out, Ryan Sipes might, may not be far behind. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, that that would be pretty awesome. But you know, speaking of uh, appearances by people, um, is there any rumors of any moto guys coming out for um, any GNCCs for the rest of the year?
0: Um. I'm not 100%. I do know – I will say when I talk with Chad Reed, I, I said during the interview, I'm like, I'd be doing – I'm like, you know, I'm primarily a GNCC guy. I'm like, I'd be doing a complete disservice if I didn't ask, when are you going to run a GNCC now that you're retired? And he said, actually – and I'm like, oh, holy shit. He's serious. No way. <laughs> he said, uh, I've always wanted to do one. And um, he's like, I don't know if it will happen this year or not. He's like, but it is – you know, I would love to come out and do one. So I told him, I'm like, dude, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. I'm like, bring the wife, bring the kids. You guys can stay at the house. (laughs) I said, well, the the kids can play with the puppies. I'm like, you race the Iron Man. And he kind of laughed, but he's like, yeah, everybody tells me if I'm going to run one, that's the one to run. (laughs) So will he run it this year? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I would lean probably toward the Maybe not, but uh, Chad Reed did say, and there's you know video evidence of it that he does want to run a GNCC, which is pretty damn cool.
3: That's awesome. I feel sorry for like the plus thirty five A guys. Or plus
0: yeah, right. Exactly, dude. I just saw he he ran some uh, like team like father son moto. R- I didn't see the details on it, but it was like a father son moto race. Can you imagine showing up to a track with your kid and you're like, yeah, me and my boy, we're going to wax these people and Chad Reed shows up. like, oh, what the
3: hell? <laughs> I'm like, disqualify. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah for,
2: this is, Forget
0: it, we're toast. That's not his
2: dad. Totally unfair. <laughs> yeah. Make his kid run. Um,
0: exactly.
2: I had heard something on Pulp about and then this could be false, but, uh, and especially now that there's bike changing going on, but, um, yeah. AP said that he was wanting to run one, uh, towards the end of the season this year. Um, and even so far as saying, uh, they were trying to get something started between him and Stu Baylor, uh, when he was saying that they, they asked, you know, who, who would be closer? Would AP be closer in the woods to Stu, or would Stu be closer to AP on the moto track? And uh, AP was like, I got him covered. I got him covered. <laughs> so uh, I was hoping to see something like that uh, towards the end of the season.
0: That would be pretty stellar. Uh, those two guys are two peas in a pod. Like, <laughs> You know you know me. I want like all the fun, all the personality of these riders, and I think those two are about the epitome. Those two and Jet Lawrence, obviously, but those two are – some good old boys and I would love nothing more. Dude, I would just I would pay to watch A P and Stu Baylor just sit there and talk shit to each other for thirty minutes. (laughs) They don't even have to throw their leg over a machine. I just want to watch them jaw back and forth.
2: (laughs) Oh, it'd be amazing. No matter what Stu said, A P just laugh. yeah
0: exactly never miss a
2: beat never miss a beat that'd be awesome uh well mikey we're not gonna keep you on for too long we appreciate you jumping on and kind of giving us uh the rundown of of the weekend and what's been going on in your world and
0: uh
2: uh yeah man it's been good catching up with you
0: sounds yeah it's always fun love talking to you guys you guys gonna get to um baroque or uh black or black i was gonna say Blackwater. Uh, (laughs) what's it called if they're running the
2: Blackwater. We'll be, we'll, there. we'll be there. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think our, you and everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I think. Yeah, I think we're planning on trying to uh, make it up to the buckwheat uh, for sure. Um, this weekend we were actually planning on going down, and then we ended up getting uh, WVU tickets and, that we couldn't pass up. So. Not really good excuse. Uh, okay. It wasn't a really that good of an excuse. The uh, game was terrible. <laughs> but- <laughs> oh, well,
0: then it, yeah, in hindsight then, I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll take the flack for that one. But, uh, but <laughs> hey, we're, we're glad to talk to you and get, uh, get the report of uh, what went down at the races this weekend. And, uh, uh, yeah, man, can't wait to have you on again sometime.
0: Absolutely. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no All problem, man. man. We'll talk to you later.
0: All right, see you
2: guys later. Yeah, All right, guys, that was Mikey Wayne's. Thanks to him for coming on. Yeah. Uh, always good talking to him.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's always good to have uh, guests on. We haven't had guests on in a while, so that yeah, was awesome.
2: no, we haven't had shows in a while.
3: <laughs> <laughs> off season was rough. Oh. Or break season whatever, season, whatever you want to call off it.
2: Season, I'll call it off season. If yeah. It felt like
3: an off season. <laughs> it was good to have GNCC back for sure this weekend, and it's great to have Mikey Wayne's on and uh, stuff, but. Uh, emtb was going on this weekend too uh mountain bike race i mean you're a big mountain bike guy now yeah so, man uh,
2: loving the mountain bike driving now
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah charlie mullins uh came away with the the win this weekend which was pretty cool and nick Mackey with a close second
2: man i would love to get up there and race one of those uh emtb races so if you're out there and you have a spare uh e-mountain bike <laughs> or two <laughs> hit us up and we'll we'll uh We'll ride the vet C class. We'll have to get our, if there's a vet C
3: class. Yeah, have to get our buddy Luke Nesser, Maybe he might be able to hook us up. Yeah,
2: that would be awesome. Um, you know, uh, that's been such a such a climbing sport in GNCC as of lately, and uh, it's really cool to see uh, all the growth that's been going on there. Um, I, I ride out at Watersmith a lot, and I'm seeing a lot of guys that race GNCC out there, training and everything, and uh, always really grinds my gears when they're just smoking <laughs> me on on Strava. Strava so yeah I actually
3: made a mistake it was Kyle T. Smith in second and uh Nick Mackie in third, in third? Yeah. okay
2: gotcha gotcha yeah congratulations to those I'd like to actually have one of those guys on yeah uh and uh talk about it um and then we need to get Nestler on yeah. again sometime in the near future to talk about some e-mountain biking in general um but uh you know but there's a couple of things we got to talk about before we close the show out. One, the contest this weekend. Guys, thank you so much for the, uh, the participation uh, to win that Guts Racing seat cover. None of you got it right, though, this weekend. So, <laughs> so third place was uh, was uh, a little bit harder than the, 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 the win, for sure. But um, uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to continue this on into the next race. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we'll pick... We'll pick another random spot yeah. um, and uh, see if you guys can guess that right. Um, and uh, if nobody guesses that one right, we'll prorate it a little bit and decide who does the best uh, yeah. of the guessing. And uh, maybe we'll also do who picks the earliest
3: Yeah, something like Time Yeah, we'll
2: we'll figure it out some way or another. uh, But hopefully, somebody gets both of them right next time. But again, guys, thanks for participating in that. Um, It's awesome to see the response we have uh, for Guts Racing. And uh, we're excited to have the same type of response uh, for our Seal Saver sponsorship as well. Those guys do awesome work. Um, um, You know, I, I actually was riding the bike the other day and got real, like, just mud everywhere and uh i uh, took the uh, seal savers off and it looked no mud looked like they'd just been washed underneath that bike so uh it yeah. was pretty awesome
3: yeah um speaking of the ending the show real quick we almost forgot pulp mx fantasy so.
2: oh that's right that's right you know i i, I kind of maybe brushed over that on purpose because i <laughs> forgot i forgot to pick a team
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: me too me too <laughs> had to throw that in there
2: yeah yeah nice nice little ad right there <laughs> so you guys can tell that we got some new equipment let us get, let us know what you guys think uh uh if you guys can notice a difference in the sound quality because we're pretty excited about this equipment uh and uh we're going to start getting our own little drops in here maybe some thumb, some dumb things brandon has said along the way yeah, or, you
3: know you pie know
2: apart from the course uh Uh, so brandon who is the champion of uh motocross this year
3: the champion motocross kyle murray again
2: dude i'm telling you what it's ridiculous (laughs) no i'll be honest kyle tell me your secret because i looked at some of your results and dude the he is finishing pretty high in the overalls um Every once in a while, and and does a pretty good job consistently. I think I could have beat him had I not forgot to the pick picks. this race. I don't. So. I don't think. Golf Groff was uh, was the first one to text me and let me know.
3: I'm fifth overall. You're fifth overall. I
2: dropped a fifth.
3: You dropped a fifth.
2: Who <sighs> finished second and third?
3: Hammer five twelve in second.
2: Hammer 512. Okay, so Hammer 512. Remember we said at the beginning of the season the first, the top two overall are going to receive a split-line off-road yep. T-shirt. So we're not sure who Hammer – what is it, Hammer? 512. Hammer 512. We're not sure who you are. Uh, message us on Instagram. Let us know who you are, and uh, we're going to get your information and get you a T-shirt out. And uh, Kyler, we'll get you a T-shirt <laughs> again as well, buddy. Uh,
3: Probably a different one. Probably different t-shirt
2: we'll try stuff. to figure out something a little bit yeah. different that way you have two split line t-shirts um but uh, yeah, thanks for guys for playing and um, hey, let's spread the word and get that thing growing yeah. for next supercross, season for, yeah. for supercross season and and see how many people we can get in on this because we got it bigger for for motocross and um, um, the maybe more people we got a
3: couple more sponsors coming on maybe we can get a gut seat cover giveaway yeah maybe I'm we sure do. we can do
2: that maybe we can get some seal savers yeah. uh, for for a position um, yeah absolutely it's 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 an awesome fun thing to do we can trash talk about it uh... we've had some fun in the past with it for sure um but yeah like going out on the podcast thanks thanks to guts racing for for you know ste- stepping up and helping us with this podcast and seal savers as well yeah. thank you guys welcome for coming on, on welcome welcome aboard we appreciate uh all the support that we're getting for the podcast uh, all the guys that are listening and constantly commenting and, and and the weeks that we were off you guys like hey you okay what's going on uh no more covid no more, uh, no more vacations. vacations go for the rest of the season and uh yeah guys we appreciate it and can't wait to uh, talk about racing here in the next week.
3: Yeah, uh, real quick, guys. If you don't have any, anywhere to ride, you want a fun place to go have good race with your buddy. Uh, buddy race at Fast Tracks out there in um, Nelsonville, Ohio. So check what them out. What day is that? Saturday
2: or Saturday, Sunday? Saturday.
3: Saturday's bikes, quads on Sunday. So so that
2: means you can you can go to Track 93 on Sunday. I cannot.
3: I'll be head coaching football. Football. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Football took, <laughs> listen, I haven't rode in like a month and a half. Uh, I, I'm finally, I think I'm finally going to get to go ride, do this buddy race with my nephew Jonathan. So, so you're
2: extra durable. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yes, I'm very durable today. <laughs> all right, putting on the weight. You know what it is.
2: Brandon, Brandon, the butt, uh, the buddy of all buddy I, races. I thought you were going to say the
3: butt of all buddy races.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the butt of all buddy races. Um, are we le, are we doing are we doing the mountain bike race the 24 hour mountain bike race listen,
3: I was, listen I was talking I was talking and I I gotta make sure the football isn't gonna get in the way with it
2: so unless so you don't have games on Saturday right
3: no games on Saturday mm-hmm. I'm good on Saturday mm-hmm. it's Sunday morning like I gotta get some some kind of sleep you know what I mean I mean like, listen
2: like, I'll make you a deal I'll take an extra sh- I'll take one of your shifts. <laughs> I'll take one of your oh, shifts, geez. and that would give you like
3: a seven-hour. I want to be there for the trophy. Huh? I want to be there for the trophy. No, no, I'll take there. like I'll take like one of your night shifts. One of my night shifts. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty bad. I'll take one of your. I'll, I'll take, take, I'll take one, one of your shifts on the race, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about, guys? If you haven't listened to the last episode, and if you're still listening to this one, we thank you. But
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, so. We're,
2: we're planning on doing a 24-hour uh, mountain bike race, uh, the 24 Hours of Stonewall. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple guys reach out to say they're going to uh, attend as well and uh, say that they would like to attend if it wasn't so far away. Dude, it's, it's going to be a fun event. Um, if you have not looked it up, go to 24 Hours of Stonewall on Instagram. It's Presented by Fat Tire Cycles, uh, which is out of Bridgeport, West Virginia. And it's a 24-hour race around uh, Stonewall Jackson Lake Park. And... Um uh, the the resort's gonna be putting on some really cool things for the riders. Uh, it's during Halloween, so they're gonna be doing some Halloween themed things.
3: I swear, if something jumps out of the woods, that man might punch it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't be jumping out at Brandon. But uh, uh, we're, we're you can do a Iron Man if you're absolutely insane, a two man or three man or a four man team, and uh, we're going for the four man team. If, if you do an
3: Iron Man, like. I'll come up and like and shake sl- your hand. Yeah, salute you. Whoever shake your hand, does it, whoever
2: does an Iron Man, Jesus, and you listen to this episode, or if you do an Iron Man and you're a split line listener, come talk to us because we want you. We want to give you a split line T-shirt Some, for doing that. Stickers, I mean, that's insane. Shirt,
3: I'll buy you a shot, whatever you want. <laughs> Twenty four hours on a mountain bike. That's insane. That's insane.
2: Insane. Like. Yeah, uh, even think I about I don't even think about I don't it. even understand it. But anyways, uh let's let's get out of here. We're getting on we're getting off topic uh-huh. quite a it's bit. when we
3: do our best talking.
2: it is when we do our best talking. So uh <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it and split line.
3: Out. Let's go. Peace. Don't you know I'm locked Brought to you by Mikey
1: waves feel like the sun is Don't make me wreck. Peck, 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 sit the check, like yeah, I'm thinking it's all over when I go out drinking. Oh,